0: Welcome everyone. You are listening to the LifePoint Christian Church Podcast. Let's get started. Since the early days of the pandemic, there's been this song that has been sung called The Blessing. And this this song, The Blessing, it actually came out in the early days of the pandemic, and the original version is from Elevation Church, and, and it has been watched, that original version has been watched on YouTube over 32 million times since it came out a few months ago. The UK version of this blessing song has been watched over 4 million times. And if you just kind of scroll through YouTube, you will see different, you know, versions of this blessing song uh, throughout cities and countries throughout the world, many, many, many dozens dozens of them having over a million views. There's different countries or places that have it. For for example, there's the Bay Area blessing, the Singapore blessing, the Irish blessing, the Hawaiian blessing, the Nigerian blessing, New York, Arab world blessing, Canada blessing, Channel Islands, New Zealand, Orlando, New England, South Korea blessing. You got the gist? There's many, many more. There's even, uh, ready for this? There's a Christafari version for all you reggae lovers. All right, you can check that version out as well. My favorite version is this. You might want to type this out because it's not going to be uh, um, in your notes. My favorite one is from Joshua Aaron. It's been seen over 1.6 million times. What you could do is you could type in 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 YouTube, the blessing in Hebrew, the blessing in Hebrew. I got to tell you, it's pretty amazing to hear this song in, you know, the original language that it was stated in in Hebrew. Uh, So I'd encourage you to check that out. Speaking of which, if you go ahead and check us, this out, if you begin to look at some of the social media comments, you will see people describing how emotional they get, how, 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 how there's been crying, how there's been literally sobbing as people have listened to this song or watched this song. Well, why so many tears? Why such sobbing? Why has this song resonated so widely, literally across the world? Is it because perhaps people have come to realize how much right now they really need God's blessing? I mean, I want you to think about this. We're living through a a season, a time, a period of global crisis. Too many people have lost loved ones. Too many have, have lost jobs or lost businesses. The future ahead uh, is, you know, it's uncertain whether economically, whether, you know, physically as it relates to the COVID that keeps hanging over us. And on top of all that, you have this political landscape right now that really has divided us more than ever before. So perhaps people have come to realize, man, I really need a blessing. I need a blessing even from God. Now, the song begins with these specific words. It says this, The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Now, right where you're sitting or standing, wherever you are, I want you to raise your hand if those words sound familiar to you. All right, go ahead and do that. Thanks, guys. Go ahead and raise your hand. and You can even, I don't know, put a raised hand there in the chat if, if that's possible. If you grew up in a liturgical church, such as Catholic, Anglican, or Lutheran, you'll recognize that these lines end every service. They're also used in in some or even many Protestant churches. The practice of sending out God's people with this blessing, or some of you know it as a benediction, stretches back 3,500 years. It comes from Numbers chapter 6 where the, the Jewish priests were instructed on how they should proclaim God's blessing over the people of Israel. It was called the priestly b- blessing or the Aaronic blessing. You know, Aaron uh, who was the high priest. It was a regular part of tabernacle and temple and synagogue worship. 3,500 years, and it's still being used in Jewish synagogues. It's still being used in Christian churches around the world. It's amazing. Now, God has put it on my heart to share what we're talking about today. Next week, I kick off a brand new series that I'm thrilled about, but God really put it on my heart to to share this message today. I believe that this blessing for ancient Israel is more important and more relevant for us, for our lives today, more than ever before. Not for just for us, but for our entire world. God still wants to bless us. God still wants to bless the world. So I want to check out this priestly blessing and see what God has for us, what God has to say to us. We're going to be in Numbers chapter 6. We'll start in verse 22, and it says this. So the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how, how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they, meaning the priests, they put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. I want you to say that word wherever you're at. Say out loud, say the word bless, right? Say Bless. Like the series that we just finished, in which God created the tabernacle, so God also created this blessing. God created this prayer, which shows us that blessing, or speaking blessings over people, is something that God originated. It was God's idea. And this blessing emphasizes that it's the Lord who blesses us. It's not us, it's the Lord who blesses us and he does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Now as we dive into this blessing, we're going to see a few important qualities about God. And these qualities we're going to look at are going to let us know how God feels about us, how God feels about you, how God feels about me. And my hope and my prayer is you don't just hear this with your mind, but you feel this with your heart and with your soul and with your emotion, that you would allow this to just ingrain deep into your heart. And hear this blessing, because this is God's heart for you. So... Number one, God loves to bless you. Isn't that great to know that the Lord Almighty God, he's not stingy with blessings. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 12. He said, is the Father's good what? Notice what it says. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, if you're a grandparent, you understand this big time. You love to bless the grandkids, don't you? I mean, that's, that's one of your favorite things to you to do. Now, you don't necessarily use that word bless. What word do you use? If you're a grandparent, type it in right there. You already know the answer. Type in the chat. What's the word that starts with an S? What do you love to do with the grandkids? Right? You love to spoil them, right? You love that. You love to do it. God, in the same way, he loves to bless us. He loves using our word he loves to spoil us. That's how number six starts off the Lord bless you. Now, what does this word bless or blessing mean? We throw it around a lot, don't we? We say, hey, you know what? Hey, God bless you. Or, or we say something like, oh man, I just got to tell you, you are such a blessing to me. Or, oh man, that, that, that song that they just did, Trevor, Pastor Trevor, thank you. That was such a blessing. Or, or, or we might just kind of use the language and, you know, how you doing today? And you say, oh man, I'm so blessed right? We, we throw that language out there. Some people, they like to use this word to kind of end a conversation, right? Maybe someone's just kind of been talking and going on and on and on, and so we'll say something like, oh, hey, you know, as soon as they take a breath, right? We're like, hey, you know, oh, hey, sorry about this, but I, but I got to go. God bless you, right? Now, if they say that, that is their way of saying, please go away now. Stop talking, Now, some of you who aren't necessarily laughing right now, you're thinking, man, people have said that to me a lot, right? You're you're that person. What does bless mean? Hebrew word barak. It means to look favorably on someone, to to bestow some kind of goodness or benefit upon them. Now, something to think about. Jesus loves to bless people. Whether blessing the disciples on the road to Emmaus or or whether it was blessing little children or even blessing the disciples before he ascended to heaven, Jesus blessed people. I also think about the Beatitudes that are found in Matthew chapter 5, what we call the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes, right? You might know the word that kicks it off. What does it say? It says blessed or blessed, and then it lists off how are you blessed or how, how are you blessed. Blessed are what? The poor in spirit, are those who mourn, blessed are those who are meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It goes on and on and on. Blessed are, blessed are, blessed are. Blessed In the New Testament comes from a Greek word, makarios, and it means happy. Say happy. Wherever you're sitting right now, in your living room, wherever you are, say happy. So these are happy attitudes. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you and I will live by these teachings, you will be happy. You will be a happy person. You will benefit, to kind of go back to the definition. Now, this is kind of interesting to me. Macarios was actually another name given to the Mediterranean island of Cyprus because of its location, because of its climate, because of its fertile soil. The Greeks felt that if you lived on this island that we call Cyprus, or if you lived on Makarios, life was all good. In fact, it was called the happy island. So the idea was this. If you lived on Makarios, you lived in this self-contained happiness. Everything you need for life, it was right there for you. You had everything you need. You didn't have to leave the island to get anything. Now, what do we learn from this? We learn that God looks favorably on us. He provides everything we need. We don't have to go outside of God to get our needs supplied. And part of his favor, part of his benefit upon us is that he wants us happy. He wants us blessed. In fact, God has wanted us blessed since the very beginning. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 tells us that God created a man in his own image. The very next verse says after he created man in his own image, verse 28, it says this. Then God blessed them. God bestowed goodness on them, benefit upon his creation. And what was that in the beginning? They lived in the garden. The garden was incredible. It was amazing. That was God's favor upon his creation. And since this blessing, this happiness that God wants us to, to experience, it's something that's independent of our circumstances. Listen, if you have Christ in your life, you have everything that you need. You can be a blessed person. You can be a happy person right now. God bless you. The next thing we learn is that God guards us. Say the word guards. God guards us. The blessing goes on to say, Numbers chapter 6, the Lord bless you and keep you. God wants to constantly reassure you and I that he will keep us, to which we're like, what does that even mean? God keeps us. Well, the Hebrew verb for keep is shamar, and it literally means to guard, to protect, to watch over, to preserve. We find the same verb used three times in the passage in Psalm 21, verses 7 and 8. Listen to the same verb, same word. It says this, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life, And the Lord will watch or guard over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. You're preserved, you're protected, you're guarded continually by the power of God. Now, what does that mean? The phrase, the Lord keep you, it carries, of God guarding and protecting you, it carries the idea of keeping you through something, but not necessarily keeping you from something. In other words, You and I, as Christians, even just as humanity, we are going to go through hardships. In fact, as Christians specifically, 2 Timothy chapter 3 tells us, we're going to face unique challenges, unique hardships, just because we're a Christian, including being persecuted. However, God's keeping us means that he has promised that he will always be with us and that nothing shall ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. You see that in Romans chapter 8. When Paul was sitting in a Roman prison awaiting his execution, 2 Timothy 4 says he was confident of this, that God would rescue him and bring him safely to the heavenly kingdom. Now, the way that Paul was safely brought to the kingdom, the heavenly kingdom, according to the early church historian Eusebius, was by the executioner's blade as Paul was beheaded. You see, God never promises to airlift us out of our problems. But he does promise that he'll be with us through all of our challenges, all of our problems, As David said in Psalm chapter 23, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? You might even know why. I will fear no evil because you are, you God, are what? You are with me. Throughout Scripture, we see God not keeping us from something, but keeping us through something. I think about the Israelites when they were on the run from the Egyptians. And God had released them from slavery and bondage, and they'd get to the Red Sea. And now they're thinking, oh, man, we're goners. God, why? Why would you do this to us? Why would you allow this trial? God, you allowed us to escape Egypt only to die? What does God do? He has them go through the trial. He ultimately parts the Red Sea, but he had them go through that trial. They went through it. Three courageous teenagers, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown into a fiery furnace. They weren't kept from the trial, but we know, according to the scripture, Jesus was with them in the furnace. God kept them through the trial. Daniel was not kept from the lion's den, but he was kept through it. Noah was not kept from the flood, but Noah was kept through the flood. Listen, we're going to suffer. We're going to have hardship, persecution. We're going to have disease, sickness, and even death. But here's the blessing. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will keep you. The Lord's going to walk with you through life. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, you'll never be alone. He is with you. He protects you. How does he protect you? He protects your mind and your heart with his love, with his joy and his peace. Scripture even says he guards your heart in Christ Jesus. He keeps you in his love. The Lord bless you. The Lord continuously keep you. And three, number three, God smiles on you. God smiles on you. Say smiles. God smiles on you, right? Numbers chapter 6, verse 25 says, The Lord makes his face to shine upon you. Now, that word face in Hebrew, panin, can also mean countenance or presence. Imagine it this way. Imagine someone who serves in the military, has finished their tour of duty, and they are returning back home to their family. They get off the airplane. They're walking through, uh, you know, walking into the terminal, and the family's all waiting. The kids are there. The spouse is there. Everybody's waiting. And as soon as they all see one another, as soon as their eyes catch one another, what happens? Everybody's face lights up, right? Right. Everybody's grinning ear to ear. We can translate the word face here as God smiles on you. May God smile on you. Isn't that awesome? When God looks at you, he smiles. He grins ear to ear. He doesn't scowl. He doesn't frown. I got to tell you this. I'm convinced that teenage girls sit in front of a mirror working on their frown. I, I do, I, you know, I got a teenage girl and she of course would never do this, but, but I'm convinced because sometimes I look at them and I go, hey, Callie, how you doing? And I'm smiling, and she just kind of has that look. I'm like, how do you get that look? I don't even know how that's possible. They must be working on that scowl. I love it. God smiles on us. Listen to Zephaniah chapter three. I love this way that God smiles on us. It says, the Lord, your God is with you, mighty warrior who saves. He will take great, notice the word, great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but he will rejoice over you with what? Say it out loud. He will rejoice over you with singing. Say singing, singing. Think about this. I can only imagine what it must be like for God to sing over me, to hear him sing. Scripture says that's what God does. God sings over us, that's part of his smiling over us. The line of the blessing in here again has to do with God showing favor. You and I experiencing his favor. We experience his favor, why? Because he's smiling upon us. He takes incredible delight in you. You may not always feel that way, but you need to know He delights in you. Number four, the Lord is gracious to you. The Lord is gracious to you. Numbers chapter six, verse 25, it says, the Lord make his face to shine upon you and the Lord be gracious to you. I hope you just caught it there. Grace isn't just something that shows up in the New Testament. God has always been gracious to us. Grace has always been present with God. Now, what is grace? Grace is simply this. It is God's unmerited favor. God's unmerited favor. Now, you hear words all the time, justice, mercy, and grace. And they're kind of, they can kind of be confusing. What's the difference between all of them? Let me try to illustrate it for you. First of all, justice is getting what I deserve when there's justice, like I do something wrong, I get what I deserve. So here's the image. I want you to imagine you're borrowing a friend's car. Okay. They loaned you their car or you were really desperate. You needed a car and uh, they were a little reserved about it, but, but, but they said, okay, go ahead. And so you, they, you borrow their car. As you take off, you're driving around, you're speeding. An officer pulls you over. They give you a ticket. Why do they give you a ticket? Because you deserve it. That's justice. You get what you deserve. You get that ticket. Okay. That's justice. Now, as you can continue driving around, you end up crashing the car, getting in an accident. Now, here's the problem. It's a beater car. It's not worth much of anything. The person has barely any insurance on it. Their insurance is only going to give them about $1,000 for this car that you just totaled. They can't turn around and buy another car for that amount that actually works. They're going to have to come up with a couple thousand dollars out of their own pocket. Here's what mercy is. Mercy is your friend doesn't say to you who crashed the car, uh, you need to pay that bill. Mercy is you don't, that person doesn't make you pay the bill. That's not getting the bill you deserve. Not getting the bill you deserve. Now you're ready for what grace is? You've now crashed this car. Not only are you not going to have to pay for it, but ready for this? You're not going to have to pay for that. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I'll, take, I'll pay for it out of my own pocket. I'll pay for it. And you know what? In light of all this, here's what I want to do for you. Let's right now. We're going to go off and we're going to go to Ruth Christ and we're going to have a nice big steak and I'm going to pay for the whole meal for you. That's what grace is. Getting what I absolutely do not deserve. Grace. God's unmerited, undeserved favor. You just crashed their car. You don't don't deserve a a Ruth Chris steak. No, of course not. That's God's unmerited, undeserved grace. Why do we need God's grace? Well, because you and I sin every single day. And the wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. It's eternal separation from God. And so we need his unmerited grace, his undeserved favor. I praise God that he's gracious to us. He gives us unmerited, undeserved favor. Not only are our sins forgiven, that's part of it, but God gives us access to us. Another thing we don't deserve is having access to the Father. He gives us heaven, eternal life. We don't, absolutely don't deserve that. He, even in the midst of our sin, he still blesses us. Undeserved favor. That's God's grace. It goes on and says that next that God is attentive to us. Number 626 says the Lord turn his face towards you. It's beautiful, but what does it mean that the Lord turns his face towards you? It literally means to be interested, to have one's full and complete attention which since I'm picking on teenagers a little bit, it's the very opposite of what our teenager does with us oftentimes, right? We'll call out to them, we'll try to get their attention, but they don't pay attention because they're just on their cell phone, right? They, they don't, you know, hey, 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 and they, they, they don't respond. But God turns his face towards you, means we, he, ha- he has our full and complete attention. He's looking at you, paying attention, watching out for you each and every day. You have his full attention. Now, this is important because I wonder at times in my own life, is God really paying attention to me? I mean, does the Lord really know what I'm going through right now? Does he know my angst or my stress, my anxiety, my fears, my concerns? This passage tells me absolutely he does. He knows all about what I'm experiencing. He knows all about what you're experiencing right now in life. You have his complete and undivided attention. God is attentive to you. He cares about you. His eyes are on you. And finally, the Lord gives you peace. Numbers chapter six says, the Lord turns his face toward you and gives you peace. Now the Hebrew word for peace is the word shalom. You've probably heard that word before. It's a much broader word for peace than what you and I think it means, which is usually just, hey, having peace is like lack of conflict or lack of war. Shalom includes health, safety, prosperity, wholeness, completeness, even maturity. In other words, this phrase describes God supplying our physical needs, our emotional needs, our mental needs, our spiritual needs. And according to Romans chapter 5, it says, you and I have been granted peace with God through Jesus Christ. The Lord gives you and I his peace. And this is such a big deal even to this day that Jewish people, what they're, the way they greet one another is they say the phrase shalom. Shalom. God's peace upon you. God's wholeness, health, safety, prosperity, completeness upon you. Now the climax of this blessing song says this. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations. Your family and your children and their children and their children and their children. In other words, God's favor... God's blessing is meant for all people, all tribes, all tongues, all nations, for all generations. Listen, I want to encourage you to start praying this blessing over people. Start praying this blessing over your family, over your neighbors, over your coworkers. Start praying this blessing over your church family, your community, your state, your country, the world. God has blessed us. This blessing has been given to us. And one of the reasons God blesses us is so that we can be a blessing to others. God blesses so that we can be a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. So how about that? That you and I will begin to pray this blessing over and upon others. Pray this blessing on people. Pray this blessing over people but also not just pray this blessing on people. Let's also share this blessing with others. Now, what better way to share this blessing with others than to share the words of the post bridge in the song? The post bridge in the song actually quotes Psalm chapter 59, Psalm 118, and Romans chapter eight, where it says this, says, speaking of God, it says, he is for you. He is for you. Or in God's very own words found in Ezekiel 36, God says, I am for you. Can you imagine? Can you imagine sharing with people that you know, that you love, that you care about? People who are just in your circle of influence. Can you imagine sharing with them and saying, hey, listen, God wants you to know he is for you. I'm speaking to you right now. I'm letting you know that God wants you to know he is for you. He is for you. He is for you. Listen, God will use you to be a blessing for others, using you to let others know that God is for you, that God is for them. In this season where so many of us are troubled, we're anxious, we're worried, There's all sorts of division. There's anger. There's frustration. There's sorrow. Many of us might even be scared right now. I believe that this blessing from God is a message that people desperately need. I believe it's a message that you desperately need to hear today. Not just to hear it here, but to feel it. To know it. God wants to bless you. God guards you. God keeps you. God makes his face shine upon you. God looks with favor upon you. God is smiling on you. God is gracious to you. God is attentive to you. And God gives you his peace. Are you catching it? God is for you. But I want you to feel it. I'm going to ask you right now, no matter where you're sitting, even if you're walking, maybe pause for a moment and close your eyes. I'm asking everybody, close your eyes. And just begin to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your heart so that you will feel this. God is for you. God is for you. You could even say it. God is for me. God is for me. Let's be assured of this. God is for you. Let's be assured that he loves you. He cares about you. He's smiling upon you. He's gracious to you. He's blessing you. God is for you. And then as you receive the blessing of God, go bless others, pray for them, and share the blessing. God is for you. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, almighty God, we we hear the words of this blessing today. But God, God, I don't want us to just hear it. I want us to feel it, to sense it, to experience it. God, you are for us. You are for us. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you enjoyed today's message. You can learn more about us by visiting us online at lifepoint.org. If you are ever in the Sacramento area, we would love to see you in person. Events and service times can be found on our website. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us for our next episode.